Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. I don't want him to fuck up Ezio. Pikachu went on the record by saying Pika. Because it was DC saying, we're going to make a fucking show. And then they saw how much it cost and they were like, okay. You see, what they did there is they said, we don't know what we're going to do. And the lawyer went, I got this. We got to start over. <laughs> it's okay. on Explorer. It's we need a new game engine. Rip it all down. <laughs> Tear the whole house down. We need a new house. Yeah. Try for it. Just fill out a survey. Ah, awesome. There we go. One. Nice surveys always make people happy. Hey, thing, I love free money. <laughs> another thing that makes me happy is starting off this podcast. And uh, I got to tell you, it's going to be a good one. <clears throat> and of course, this I'm is. I'm here. That's fine. The Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. That for us, nice presentation of. The Triforce Podcast is number 170 in the network, and we are catless and Kellyless this week. Yeah. We both man. have inflictions of the medical variety, so we sent our soothsayers and healers over to them to make sure they're getting better. Hello, 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 hello. I'll let you. Hi. Hi. Oh, no. <laughs> no. So. They are getting better, but I am Matthew Beeperell, the Matt Man, only getting more handsome by the day. And then we have one to my left, Christopher Bristow, the old man. With even less hair. And the omnipotent presence that he is, big brother, Stephen Beeperell, our producer and podcaster in charge. So we start off this podcast directing you right up top to our, of our, up top of our heads to pjandwh.com. We want it right here. Here. Oh, right here you're going to want to go and find the funniest moments of each and every podcast. And then you're going to find all of our podcasts below. We have our Lug- last week's Lug Nuts podcast, Alpha Romeo, the animated series. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't remember, I don't remember that at all. And then uh, Pajangers and Wallhangers, Let's Play With Your Pajangers, Part 7, as well as Fuck last, that shit. last week's. <laughs> Fuck that shit. No, we're moving on. We're moving on to bigger and better things that we will announce in time. We do have other partners involved. Um, But we are involving one Mark Gervais. And um, we want you to go over there and check out last week's Triforce podcast. Go down for the title. Where does Mark work at? Uh, Last week's Triforce. That's one gender-confused ghost. Yes. But Mark works at the Game and DVD Exchange at 23 East State Street. And we want you to also contact us. Let us know what you think, what you want to see on the podcast, yes, and where you want to go. Where do you want to go? We'll go there. Within, you know, reason. But we have Katarina checking in, saying hi. And you made it. We did make it. We are on top of the world, Ma. So we start off this podcast each week the same way. Tonight, Netflix's Creed. Live action Red Hood, Oscar might be Moon Knighted, Series X Fridge and more on the Triforce podcast. And we start off with our first story, which is Assassin's Creed Valhalla is getting the manga treatment. Our global conspiracy. And uh, Ubisoft is launching a short manga promoting Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a set ahead of its uh, release next month. Comic is a crossover between the upcoming game and the iconic Viking themed manga Vineland Saga, drawn by the latter. 
And Ubisoft oh, Japan. Kelly smile. It's and Katarina says it's because his nipples are out. <laughs> Mark. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So Ubisoft Japan revealed the manga via Twitter. Although the motion uh, uh, comic included in the announcement. Tw- uh, there you go. So the included in the announcement hints at an exciting adventure. The manga is unfortunately only six pages long. So it depicts a brief encounter between Ivor and Thorfinn, the main character of Vineland Saga. Ivor sieges a fleet of ships and ultimately knocks out Thorfinn before leaving. And the encounter is presumably a non-canon to the Assassin's Creed Valhalla, unlike the prequel graphic novels, which are releasing next year. Do you think this would actually be a good series for Netflix? I mean, because that, yeah. is, that is good. But that is going to be coming up later on. But I like how they're having this nice spoiler little... Alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert, not, sir. No, not, not... No, but I do <laughs> like... I think this would be a nice crossover series. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of. Just its own thing. Yes. Just leave it its own thing and just have the two fucking go against each other because actually the two series aren't actually in the same time. Um, the game is set in the ninth century while the manga for the also anime on Amazon is set in the 11th century. So they're not anywhere close there's, to each there's, other. There's no actual continuity yet. No, yes. but having this would is Sean be... Connery going to be the main villain? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for sexy shing- shingles in a shingleless world. They haven't developed the shingle yet, but I will find sexy shingles. <laughs> and but you're welcome. You're welcome, world. This for is that. all part of just drumming up business for the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I believe is. Uh, coming up next month in November. Ubisoft calls. We have ideas. We're exactly. Good. But they already have their own ideas because if you go to the next story, you'll find out. One, this is more of a half story, a follow-up from last week. We talked about, or maybe a couple weeks ago, we talked about Assassin's Creed partnering up with Reebok. Ugh. And go down to the beautiful bean footage. Yeah, man, they've revealed their shoes and unfortunately they're not Viking boots. But they are, a, honestly, a little bit impressive. In accordance with the upcoming RPG, Reebok has seen fit to partner up with Ubisoft to produce a new clothing line called Capsule Collection. Inspired by Assassin's Creed, uh, which is returning next month, like we said, the main part of the collaboration is set up with the new sneakers that come across three distinct variants, with Ubisoft claiming the shoes were inspired by the Northern Lights, so they've obviously been doing some peyote. So, speaking of um, Assassin's Creed and and Ubisoft, have you seen all your icons for all your Assassin's Creed game, or any Ubisoft game, have changed to kind of like look like a Watch Dogs Legions look? No, I haven't. I know they recently re- mm. uh, it's actually that. pretty neat. And actually, uh, Watch Dogs, now that you mention it, IGN had a whole Watch Dogs theme when I was looking for news today, so we do have some So if you, if you have any of these games made by Ubisoft... Um, there can um, only be one! You can see a lot of, like, they're the icons that you, know, you, you click on to boot the game up, 
have like a watchdog legion theme to them. So it's kind of unique and it's good gets good cross cross promotion. With and you know what? Game. After last week's podcast, I actually did go back and I started playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey because he's been going through all the Assassin's Creeds. I'm doing the Ezio collection. I'm on the last Revelations, one. which. Oh my God! I forgot how great a it has to be the remastered version. It has did what the that didn't originally come out on PS4, right? That was remastered for PS4, or was it the beginning of the PS4? It was remastered for PS4. That's what it was. So that's why it looks so good. In the 360 era, because I was like, oh my God! I don't remember it looking like that. The original was like the original Brotherhood and Revelations was just during. The 360 PS3 era. I thought that because I remember playing a part, at least part of it, and I remember it. But I was like, I don't. Yeah, remember. I remember you playing that on um, this good on uh, 360. Yeah, 360. But I mean, honestly, I mean, uh, with their new sneaker line, they're doing a little bit of collaboration here, alongside with the shoe design. Though Reebok also has debuted a hat, hoodie, and a pair of socks, like we saw in the trailer. So, Assassin's Creed enthusiasts will get the new wardrobe available no. on the Reebok store November 7th. I'm always intrigued by video game tchotchkes that cross over to pop culture, so we'll yeah. see how it works. Well, like I told you in the ch- I told him, I was talking to him, I want to get a satchel, but I want to get a nerdy satchel. But if you search on Amazon, it doesn't exist. I don't want to go to Etsy. It is a yeah. satchel. Or messenger bag, which there are some Fallout, some, but they're all sold out on Bethesda. No, you're gonna, um, you're there's some Fallout and some other stuff. Some just, Le- just Legend of Zelda. Stick with Satchel. I got, a, I got a Brotherhood of Steel one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm looking for that for the laptop, so we can stuff shit in there. But the nerdy wardrobe is, I'm, I mean, this is just hoodie, hats. Yeah, not buying. Off. I'm Reebok. I'm still angry about the MMA sponsorship. But I'm still really hopeful that we'll start to get some more nerdy stuff officially from, like, you know, video games and stuff like that. Apparel that you need in the everyday, you know? Um, Kat says, I like the kicks. Mark says, the pig face. Uh, The shoes are nice. All of, uh, and all are available at Game and DVD Exchange. Shameless plug. Oh, your plug. Is coming later, but this could be your sponsorship. <laughs> sponsorship. <laughs> that Maybe later. later. <laughs> yeah, that definitely does does come later. So check out the new Rebox coming uh, November seventh. But something else is coming in November, which is the next story: Onyx Equinox. Which I saw this, and I was Isn't like, that the uh, the the one that's the rock snake. Yeah. And not in Pokemon related. Scroll down and we'll see the juicy trailer. Make sure you uh, silent. Yeah, full silence screen this bitch. Silence your cell phones and full screen this bitch because this is a good one. Created by Sophie Alexander, the show centers around an Aztec boy named Izil, who finds himself at the center of war between gods. In order to save humankind, the official synopsis goes to say that he must complete an impossible task. Closing the five gates to the underworld. Azil really, uh, reluctantly agrees, but only after learning his, uh, his quest will also correct a terrible tragedy. So, joining him on this quest are Yalt, a jaguar like emiss- emissary from Tezcatoplica. Uh, Where? Tez- Tezcatop- uh, hang on, what do you think? 
Tezcatlipico. Tez Tezcatlipico. Tezcatlipico. It's official. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like Wakanda. All right, it's like Wakanda. What kind of what kind of sandwich you want? Um, <laughs> it's a jaguar-like emissary. Anyway, Zayanya, uh, a warrior with a powerful ability uh, to seeking revenge, who on those who destroyed her city, Yoon and Kin, uh, twins with uh, distinct approaches to a problem solving, and Zenaxku. A priestess who who's turned from darkness and hopes to redeem her past. My ass hurts. Already. Viewers of Onyx Equinox can expect an adult story, both in terms of on-screen action and themes we tackle through the series, said Alexander in a news release. We're, all, uh, we're going to uh, journey with Azil as he is forced to save the world he doesn't believe he has a place in. Come face to face with both the darkness in the world and within himself. And Onyx Equinox premieres November 21st on Crunchyroll service and will be dubbed in Spanish, Brazilian, Portuguese, French, and German at launch. Which, this trailer was even done in English dub to where it's on Crunchyroll service. Um... I haven't had much experience going into their service, but okay. they ha- this is, you know, the third of their original um, anime that they've made. The Tower of God, God of the High School, and now this one, Onyx Equinox. And Onyx Equinox, as we saw in the trailer, it has that Avatar, The Last Airbender kind Ish. of art yeah. style, but it's extremely violent with a lot more bloodletting. I will enjoy anything that entertains me. You know, it's along the adult lines of anime. I'm in it for the bloodletting. You know, because we already checked out a good that bit used to be of a common practice between uh, doctors. Blood of Zeus. Yeah, you have on your hands. Yeah, we, we, I had to study. We it. checked out the first, degree, the first little bit of Blood of Zeus, Zeus, which if you haven't checked that out, Blood of Zeus anime just hit Netflix. Absolutely fantastic. It is wow. They're fucking going crazy in the chat here. Um. Uh, it's the uh, Aztec God. Stop. Leave it at that. <laughs> look at the <laughs> look at the coal needs more. Oh my God! Mark and Cat are just blowing that shit up. They're having a I've whole conversation uh, themselves. No, I don't want to encourage them. <laughs> no, this I is can't good. keep up. This is why I can't keep up in our chat. Uh, but the tentacles old, away from the hentai. Uh, this is. We may have to. Well, we'll have to see if it involves tentacles. I don't know. And you have the chat right there. You should be on the chat patrol, honestly. That's where we can eat the laptop. It's right over there. <laughs> Everything is within reach. So, uh, It's the new studio. And in the new studio, we have a new story. And it is Netflix is developing a live-action Assassin's Creed series. And this is well, well fucking needed. I think, with Netflix's whole genre. Netflix is partnering with Ubisoft to kick off the first of uh, the first of the live action series for the streaming service. The press release notes the first series in development is slated to be an epic genre blending live action adaptation. A search is uh, currently underway for a showrunner 
Ubisoft film and television Jason Altman and Danielle Kleinick will serve as executive producers. Can I tell you how excited I am for this show? I want to be. Are you excited for the executive producers? I want to be excited for it because it's Assassin's Creed, but I also don't want it to be Assassin's Creed uh, movie. Yeah, the movie. Like, and not that it was bad. The story was okay. It's the most boring trailer ever. It is, but it's just a teaser. Um, under the agreement, Netflix and Ubisoft will tap into the iconic video game trove of dynamic stories with a global mass appeal for adaptations of live ad- uh, live action, animated, global. and anime series. This is the exact franchise you want to blow up, just like they did with Witcher. Okay? Yeah. It's just like if, what they're going they to be do doing with Witcher. Sort of justice. So, Witcher, they did video game adaptation well enough. I'll take this home today. The second season, we'll have to see how that goes in 2021, but I gotta imagine they're gonna be doing more of the same. And with... Netflix now investing in, I think, the future of film. Because a lot of people, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, have already said that the future of cinema is going to be video games. Mm-hmm. This is where that's going to tie well, in. We there's know, so much more... Uh, you get happening. so much more connected to the characters. Like Ezio, what am I, I'm on the third game? You get connected to the characters when you take ownership Ezio. of them. You collection. You grow up with them. You've been fucking yeah. watching Ezio grow up. These yeah, Ezio was a boy a, a week nice, and a half ago. He's a nice man. He's, he's old. old. He's in his sixties now. He's grizzled. He's grizzled. And that was years. I remember playing that you had to wait from like finishing the first Assassin's Creed game. I waited ten Look minutes. What you talking about? This is ten minutes. And then. <laughs> Seeing, spoiler alert, Desmond dying. You're just like, fuck you! How could you go for Oh, the first time? Oh, you're so... You wanted to punch them in the face! It was such a good series, man. And now, I... This is my ultimate question. Where do you go with this series? Do you go Ezio and Desmond? Do you go a whole new assassin, like they did with their reboot with Origin and Odyssey? Where are you going, Ubisoft? What are we doing with this series? Do we try to just cap recapture that lightning in a bottle? I think there's still more. I mean, they can, you know, reset the timeline too, and just start back off with Desmond and kind of follow like little nuances of the game, but make it their own different. universe. Yeah, with Desmond and the family. Yeah, I could see that. I could also me- like that, but. What do you want? You you are entrenched in the Assassin's Creed, you know, realm right here. I don't I don't want him to fuck up Ezio. I really like that character. That that series is so perfect. It's yeah. just perfect arc of the character. It was. You get really drawn in on him. Yeah. He's the one you should do, but only if you do it right. Or everyone will hate you to the end of time. Yes. You don't want a Batman forever, that shit. Yeah. Don't you fuck don't it up. You don't want a Batman forever, that shit. You don't no, want to... We're going to Batman forever. We'll just have Kelly's... Uh, you know, the cackle of Kelly's uh, do. You'll have a cackle of Kelly's with nipples and credit cards. Assassin's Creed on Netflix. You'll be seeing... He'll pull out, out of his assassin bag... 
is the cardboard cutout of Kelly with the nipple and just <laughs> opens up the window. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really liking uh, where they can go with this. I also would like to see them give this... Uh, Mark says, the movie was so slow they rated it with pillows. <laughs> <laughs> But I also like the idea of taking a female lead, like where they have always long alluded to in the lore, like written lore and other like side mobile games, give me the assassin in China. That bad bitch that we've seen in the fucking second uh, game, or Brotherhood in the fucking... Um, she was the female Chinese assassin. They had a couple games on her with Assassin's Creed Chronicles. Yep. Give me her story. We haven't seen China. We haven't seen a strong female lead in a, any Kelly kind of would be the out. loudest assassin. <laughs> he would. <laughs> Get well, Kelly. Hope your uh, yeah, root canal man. is doing yeah. better. R.I.P. R.I.P. He was killed by a dentist. Matt was telling me it didn't hurt at all. I, it didn't. When I got a root canal, I didn't fucking hurt. Apparently his like nerve was all the way up into his eye cavity, so it like Ah, so he's got Romanian roots. <laughs> <laughs> our roots go oh, to the top of our skull. Yeah, all the way up there, man. We had they, a relative that they, they had this really long device for grabbing the roots. You know what would be a we good need the longest. mentor in Assassin's Creed? Jackie Chan. There you go. Because he is at that age where he can be yeah. like that. He would be perfect in that role, but once again, he sponsors his own health insurance because nobody will. Yeah, but he's him. getting away from like the high, the high action, high danger. Whereas, gonna, what else would you hire Jackie Chan for? Kill yourself on film. They're probably but gonna link if he's it. He's training to them. He doesn't have to, to be game. high action, high danger because see, cast down seniors. Yeah, she's down for what? I don't know. <laughs> yes, yes, bitch, I'm down. Um, but we're excited. They said we're excited to partner with Ubisoft and bring the uh, to bring our life of the rich, multi-layered storytelling that is Assassin's Creed and that is beloved for. Uh, from its breathtaking historical worlds and massive global appeal as one of the best-selling video game franchises of all time, which I think nobody can dispute. No, no one can dispute other outside of Mario. But I mean. You know, and yeah. Zelda. It's such a distinctive IP that it is. A, it was the ripe apple just sitting there that nobody picked. And Netflix, of course, they're the ones. The apple of Ian. Yeah. Ah, see what you did there. Ah, see what he did. Ah, he said it. You know what they could do? Desmond's father, a story like that. Ooh. Oh, that'd be so because they because they like he's an assassin, yeah. but like. They ain't never done none of that. They, they never that's did like, the present that's day like, assassins, man. That's pregnant territory there. They never did the pre present day assassins. And Seriously. Shown a, a big light on that. And, and don't I make think, it that stupid ass hacker game, please. Oh my god, no. For the love of god. No. You you log in there and it's like Bandersnatch and you gotta fucking hack shit too. Like, god damn you, Ubisoft! Uh, but I'm really hopeful for this one. Assassin's Creed is, series isn't the only one that Netflix and Ubisoft will have in motion. In July, the two companies announced plans for a Beyond Good and Evil movie directed by Detective Pikachu's Rob Letterman. Will Detective Pikachu be in it? Probably not. Damn! Pikachu went on the record by saying, Pika. 
Ah, so <laughs> possible. Possible. Okay. Um, so there's also plans for a movie based on The Division with Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain. Set the star. So we'll have to see how that turns out. But I think we called this a long time ago that with would be the video second. games being that next medium. We have Marvel had their thing. Cowboy movies had their thing. Now we're going to have the video game movie you know, thing. But, Nerds now come but to that, the world. That would be the second IP that Ubisoft has used Jake Gyllenhaal because he was on Prince of Persia. Yeah, he was in Prince of Persia. That was for what was you know for what he for the time. He, I think he delivered it fine because he was a he was a kick ass Mysterio. He, you love to hate that motherfucker. He played Mysterio so perfectly. Fuck you for telling people that Spider Man was who he was, bastard. But besides that, he's a good actor. That was Jake Gyllenhaal's sponsorship. But what else we got? This next story has Titans of a sort. Uh, Titans reveal that their first look at the Red Hood for season three. Curran Walters Red Hood. (laughs) Uh, The official Titans Twitter account posted a pair of Red Hood images showing off the new costume designed by Laura Jean Shannon. As HBO Max press release notes, this is the first time the Red Hood costume has appeared in any live-action production. And from what we see here, I love it. It is different. It's You're getting Arkham Knight vibes, you know, Ar- Arkham series vibes. You're getting very Death in the Family vibes. You know, you're, I'm, you're getting a lot out of this Red Hood that just says, I don't know how they're going to connect the two characters. Because he's not really in the place. I get where Death in the Family and how that storyline takes place to get him there, but they're going to have to have a massive time jump okay, for him to be able to fit into Red, the Red Hood character. But he's supposedly going after his fellow Titans in this series. So that's where I say there has to be a time jump for to make this possible, but I want that possible. Could they do it with three That separate... looks like a great Red Hood. Could they do it with three separate timelines like 200 years apart and not tell us? I don't really want to... I don't want them to Witcher. It was enjoyable enough the first season. Uh, Fix that shit the next <laughs> I've given you one more. I gave you artistic depression <laughs> as an excuse for the first season, all right? Um, as uh, as, as uh, Gerald would say, fuck. Like many costumes in the series, the Red Hood's look seems to draw most uh, inspiration from both the contemporary Batman comics and more tactical armored approach from the Arkham games. Uh, Adam loves the distressing of the Red Hood. I do too. I really like it. I think that I like how they're giving him eye holes with the white, you know, comic style eyes. You, you know, it doesn't have to be practical. They don't have to see. Just walk straight, Tony. Walk straight. Robert Downey Jr. was on uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with Letterman, and he did talk a little... David Letterman. He talked a little Iron Man, and he was just like, no, in the beginning, it was just like, walk straight, and that was it, you know, like, so we had people directing him, and like, that, like, all right, man, you know, that's very Red Hood, and I think Titans, the first two seasons, astounding astounding series because it just picks up from the comic lore that you know and it just runs with it in a different direction. 
So I can't wait to see what happens with this next series. Um, the season three. Now, season one and two are going to be available on HBO Max November 1st. The season three will be available sometime in the future. Uh, production started in October 2020. So we're not going to seriously expect it till some point in 2021. So right. we'll have to see how that turns out. But I like the premise of this and how the season's going to go. Give them time to make the, make the cake, and we'll see how it turns out on the other side during the party. I love anything that will entertain me, needless to say. Do you find it entertaining? Well, I find it entertaining that we're just talking about it. I mean, it's yeah. cautiously, cautiously optimistic. optimistic. I, I Yeah, I want to be cautiously optimistic because this is HBO Max Really, you know, if before you it was DC. It. That's what I think made Titans Titans because it was DC saying we're going to make a fucking show, and then they saw how much it cost and they were like, "Okay, <laughs> we're not going to do so many shows. What can we do here?" And now it's continuing. So as long as you have that staff behind you that you had in the first two seasons, this show has. But when he means staff, he means the the money. You got to have you got to someone on the program. well. Also, the creative team. You have to have the money, yeah. But you gotta have that create that same creative team that had that first vision in season one and no, two. No, you throw it. you throw enough money at something, it'll eventually fix itself. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think you're. I don't right think about that's right. That. I don't think. I don't. I don't think you're right about I mean, that. I know books upstairs are all about that, and that's not With what some they money. say. Throw money at it, and it'll be fine. Okay, Trump. But we're gonna go on to the next story because the next story trumps this one. See what I did there? Um... Oscar Isaac is in talks for Marvel's Moon Knight on the Disney Pluses. I am. I heard a blowback story about this too. Uber excited, yeah, yeah. There, like a lot of people are like, you know, kind of shaming Marvel for casting Oscar Isaac. Why? I don't know why. It makes no sense. Is it because they didn't get someone who's translucent? To play the role. Is it because they actually didn't get a schizophrenic ex-Marine to play it? I don't, I don't think they're that kinda, would be safe. Kinda, <laughs> that would That's not, not safe. safe. That guy's very dangerous. <laughs> That's not safe to the cast. But They're kind of equating his acting style to like what Ben Affleck did in Batman. But the two don't equate. He was... Ben Affleck was First off, I like Ben Affleck. He was good in Batman. Batman. I loved him. And he he was the best part. Not only was Ben Affleck the bomb in Batman, he was the bomb in Phantoms. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And Oscar Isaac, he's in negotiations. It's not 100%, but he is in negotiations. Negotiations. For the lead role of Mark Spector, an ex-Marine turned mercenary whose multiple egos allow him to fight crime better. Snoogans. Oh. When you got... Hey. It, look, it's like a writer's room, all right? When more people are in the mix, you get a, you get a better story. You know, it's like this podcast. If it was just me sitting here, I'd look like a lunatic. And who is uh, Moon Knight? But don't... don't You already... All right, never mind. So, who? Moon Knight started who? off... His multiple personalities, like one of them was Mark Spector, and then another one was a Playboy billionaire. Multiple personalities, sort of. Well, yeah, well, he, yeah. yeah, he has multiple egos, and then one of them happens to be the ego of uh, Egyptian god. Oh, you said, you said ego. Lego my egos. Anyway. Yeah, Lego my egos. But okay. it's also reported, by the way, that Oscar Isaac is also being eyed in for the leading role of the Spider-Man 2020, uh, 2099 
Why not Oscar Wilde? I like him for that role as well. Um, I do. Moon Knight, you can really hit or miss. He's wearing a fucking mask the entire time. You really... Who gives a shit? Yeah. Get Ed from accounting. Put the mask on. Say the fucking line. It's like Batman. Who cares? You see this much. That's it. But If I shave this goatee, I could be Batman. But but really, Ben Affleck should... If he actually put in... He should be Batman. Effort. Yeah. If I gave it an E for effort, then I could be Batman. We all know I'm not that. Yeah, I'm in shape. <laughs> I'm just round. We all know. I would be like a retired Batman at best. You know, an alternate reality to where Batman just, I don't know, just gave up. Um, but I mean, the comics You already actually, got a cane here. I mean, you could just put that and be be uh, Batman forever. There you go. Well, the comics are actually going with a Batman without money. Batman Beyond. I'm sorry. I didn't want to give you a... Oh, a there's bat- another story. Bat- They're going with that. Batman Broke. Yeah. <laughs> Batman broke beyond. Beyond <laughs> beyond broke. Broke, broke back Batman. <laughs> because no, no, Commissioner Gordon. They only had a half million dollars. Of yeah. The storyline was that three Jokers is wrapping up, and the Joker stole all Bruce Wayne's Catarina money. says, "I think he's dead, Steve." Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, a little bit. But Jeremy <laughs> Slater is set. Uh, is set to be in the writing room, the lead in the writing room on this. He was the guy who was behind developing and wrote Netflix's comic book adaptation of the Umbrella Academy. Okay. So they got a decent guy in the writer room. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, directing the series will be filmmaker Mohamed Dabi. Dabi hails from Egypt when uh, went to Cannes Film Festival with his well regard Cannes Film Festival. Thank you. <laughs> I can't Can. Um, we're going to Cannes. We're going to Cannes. Cannes. Um, we're going to Cannes. Cannes. <laughs> we're going to the Cannes. You coming? Where are we going? Um, Cannes. <laughs> so hashtag, we went to the Cannes. Hashtag, what you doing, Jeff? Hashtag, hashtag dead hunk. <laughs> 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 so, Tom Segura, check him out. Speaking of Netflix. Dobby went to Cannes with a well-regarded 2016 film, Clash which was set in 2013 Cairo during the 13 clashes behind pro- and anti-Muslim Brotherhood demonstrators. He came on the other scene with his directorial debut, Cairo uh, 678, which was awarded Best Feature and Best International Film at the Chicago International Film Festival. So, once again, right along the lines of Marvel and Disney, going with those developers and directors that don't... (coughs) People really don't know about. And they're investing in them because you're having an Egyptian director. Because they're cheap. Yeah, you're having a. Well, you're having an (laughs) Egyptian director and you're investing in that guy to make a Moon Knight series to where later at. It was a later adaptation that Moon Knight actually was. One of his personalities was of like an Egyptian god. So them adapting that into the Marvel Universe, I think, could be a really interesting uh, point that they can take. You know, so, so if you are a schizophrenic marine who's looking for a superhero role, look, this I've is been, your chance. Look, if you could pull it together for like ten minutes for the I've audition. been waiting for a schizophrenic superhero or anti-hero since Deadpool, and I never got it with Deadpool. Give it to me with Moon Knight. Make that motherfucker schizophrenic. That's how it should be. It makes them better. Katarina says I'm getting very strong honky tonk man vibes right now. <laughs> And then William Pace says, Hi, Hi, Wonder, Hi Wonder Cat. 
Wondercat. <laughs> Wondercat may be the next the next nickname. Yes. Uh, Wondercat. Wonder. 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 Wondercat. Oh! <laughs> can't do that. That's no, we can't way. do that. No, no. <laughs> I take that back. No, we can't do that. Yeah, I take that back. I never even said I that. I did that on purpose, man. I, I knew you were going to fall me right, right into that. He led me right into the trap. <laughs> I can't help a joke, people. It's in my nature. Like... I tell you what else is in it's, somebody's it's nature. It's just like when someone says Ric Flair. Woo! There you go. <laughs> Nobody told you to do that. <laughs> We're obviously comedy fans here. So I like this just like I like oh. this next story, not lug nuts. Um Toby Maguire. Oh him. Yeah. Scroll down, we're just going for the uh, nice picture, which, honestly, we need Kelly on another one of them. Well, yeah, we need, to, we, need, we need Kelly to dock to that one. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Toby Mag- says cringeworthy. Yeah. Uh, Toby McGuire will reportedly, take it with a grain of salt, everything that, you know, is reported, you should be skeptical about. But I added it because I like it, because he is acting as mentor to Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Okay. I will okay. be okay with it. Tom Holland really needs a lot of mentors, I gotta tell you. As far as mentors go, he had to have Tony, obviously Uncle Ben. <laughs> Not mentioning him. What um, happened to Uncle Ben? We don't know with this one. Oh, okay. May not even have an Uncle Ben. I don't know. He never fucking talks about him. It's like, they don't even want to mention that. Like, look, Uncle, Ma- Uncle Ben, that dead horse. Has it, was a, it was a horrible hunky accident. A horrible honky accident. <laughs> Look, we don't like to talk about it. Let's just let's just move yeah. on. <laughs> William Pace added the Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> and Kat says, "Ah, oh, William." So now that we're done with their conversation, um, with the Sorcerer Supreme in the third movie, that makes this a huge possibility that McGuire could be in the film. However. <clears throat> According to We Got This Covered, the current plan is for McGuire to act as the mentor of sorts to Holland Spider-Man, which could be, you know, right along the common trope that you get with Spider-Man movies. Because with Into the Spider-Verse, with Miles Morales, you had um, the, you know, bum Spider-Man being the mentor to Miles Morales. Okay. That was great. You look at any of the Spider- Into the Spider-Verse, like uh, the Amazing Spider-Man or the... Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man series. Katarina says Steve Buscemi is Uncle Ben. There you go. Um, <laughs> Steve Buscemi is Uncle Ben. It would actually fit because it Steve would. Buscemi was a firefighter, and it would fit within like the lore of being New York City. So I, I will allow it. Thank you. You know who should do it? Yeah, Joey Diaz. He should be Uncle Ben. Listen, Cox. Listen, Cox. With great responsibility. <laughs> what the fucking line is? You don't want to say it. You don't want to say it. Cox. Don't do that. I don't say it. No. Listen, Con. With great comes great responsibility. And you gotta protect Jersey. <laughs> um, Can he is in Jersey. See now. why we need you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I would, I would also, ex- I would also accept him, uh, Steve Buscemi, as Uncle Ben. And here's the reason why um, I, I, I critically adore. Uh, you know, I am just an uber fan of Steve Buscemi for the, for the sheer purpose of. When 9-11 hit, he was already in the, like, the, you know, the later stage of his acting career. He was already established. Yeah, but, nobody cared about him. But 
Then he got Boardwalk Empire. Well, no, no. But... No, he did. It was after 9-11. Even, even after being an actor, he went back to his original firehouse and said, I'm here to help him. Well, yeah, he's a good guy. But Steve Buscemi's aside, with I kind of feel like it would just be going back to the well. Like Timmy falling down the well with having... Tobey Maguire is another mentor to Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Like, hey, He's, little guy. Here's the thing. I was just where you are. Tom's been Spider-Man for like a while now. I, he, well, I, I think mean, he's like, getting... Yeah, no. He should be yeah. good at it by now. Now, he's still just a saying. kid. So, that's where the time distance with the movies really differs from Maguire to Holland. To where I think we got more of a time span with Maguire's Spider-Man. Life-wise, yeah, life-wise, um, you got to see more of Maguire's Spider-Man, but with Holland, Homecoming, you know, Civil War, and the Infinity yeah, War saga like since 2017, and and you know, uh, Far From Home, all of them, it's been like the span of like what six years? And 2017. It's 2020. Well, no, in the film. He disappeared. The the film. Five no, 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 he disappeared for a couple years. Yeah, there. because there was the five years he disappeared. But yeah, I mean, they put Technically, it. yeah, three years. But that's my point. Do we really want to go back to this well of having them? Or do we have Tom Holland step up and then the unannounced film you have as Into the Spider-Verse to where the spiders are reconnecting the webs and making time the multiverse the way it needs to be. Man. You know? There's a lot of different Inter- ways. Interweb mingled. Interwebbing, giggity. But I really think there's a lot of promise in here with yes, that story. Um, good, bad, or ugly, we'll have to see how it turns out. One story that will not be uh, seeing the light of day, at least for the foreseeable future, is Tomb Raider 2, which is delayed to indefinitely. And uh, I think we're on the wrong story here. No. No. No, yeah, you are. Um... Tomb Raider 2. There's no Tomb Raider. Resident Evil. Totally oh, shit. Wire. No, I didn't add that one in there. But anyway, yeah, Tomb Raider 2 has been delayed. Um, <coughs> I forgot to add that one. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that's, that's a Big Brother move. I didn't, I, I never, I, yeah, I've never done that. We're gonna talk about a story that doesn't We're gonna talk about a story that you can't see, kids. It's perfectly fine. Um, but no, yeah, that's a really, honestly, it was a passing thought, but I didn't really Anyway, think, what's happening with Resident Evil? Yeah, I didn't really think anybody cared about Tomb Raider. Anyway. <laughs> nah, that's <laughs> alright, we're fine. We can move on. Up. So, Resident Evil, um, the new Netflix CGI series will be canon with the games. I'm Great. I'm ashamed of your segue skills right now. It's okay. No, it was all me. Netflix has announced some scant details about Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, a previously announced CGI series coming to the streaming service in 2021, a series which will feature Resident Evil 2 heroes like Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield, will be part of the canon of the game world. In the tweet from Netflix, it confirms. The tweet from Netflix account says, All things uh, for All Things Geek confirms that the new series will exist within the established worlds of the Resident Evil. As the series expands with numerous spinoffs, it's not always clear what does or does not fit within the wider canon of Resident Evil. But this confirms that this series is within that confirm or non-confirmed canon. 
So it okay. exists and doesn't exist in canon at the same time. So is this until we look at it? Is it like a string theory thing? You gotta look first. I think it's a string theory thing. That's what I got from it. I thought this was the weirdest way to promote a series. So, um, hey, we got those two characters you love, but they may or may not be involved in the canon, depending on the time point in which you look at it through storylines canonically. Like, are they in it or not, motherfucker? What is this? Just tell me what I like. Or We'd like you to not think about it so much. They could have just, just watch said the show. They could have just said, "I don't know." Well, this actually means that the series will probably fit between Resident Evil two and four. You see what they did there is they said, "We don't know what we're going to do," and the lawyer went, "I got this." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Put that out. Sit down. www.legalzoom.com. <laughs> <laughs> The best money I ever spent. I'm Cooper, and that's how I switch branches. Legal. Um, so, no, I mean, have you been replaced so by I think it, it, let, Let's bring it back just a little bit here. They learned their lesson on having a movie verse versus a game, yeah, like being canon. So I think they're trying to say they're bringing it back without actually saying they're bringing it back. Just, yeah. just, just, just do the fucking movie, or the show. Shut up, make it good, and then talk about it. Now, the tweet synopsis doesn't give us a whole lot of insight either. Although, although using the words biohazard instead of zombies could perhaps be unpacked, as uh, biohazard is, of course, the original title of Resident Evil in Japan. So. But it's also a subtitle for Resident Evil 7. So it could literally be anything or nothing at all. Oh, okay. That's helpful. It, it could be a segue. Or this is the story that may or may not exist. <coughs> or I found be. it, baby. I, I, I've done it. I'm I hanging up the hat. That. That's it. I'm done reporting. I've, I've reported what may or may not exist. I found the quantum story. Okay. It's the story that may or may not exist. So I'm not Thank looking, you, Paul, so it, exi- it doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> it may not. Um, is the cat in the box or isn't it? I don't you know. know. What, you know what story is not going to be with Paul Rudd is the next story. Exactly. You won't find Paul Rudd at, the, at this next story, which is GameStop. Actually, you might find him at GameStop. I'm sorry. Kids may not know this. Kids! There's a store, kids, where people used to go at midnight to get their games because they were really excited about them, kids. So GameStop is now reportedly making big changes to selling games as you Remember? ever knew it. Remember getting was like, it wasn't there like a two week two weeks ago they were making big changes again? So they're changing the big changes that they're already big changed. They're trying not How to be blockbuster. How else can we have announcements if we don't change, have big changes? Look, week. man, this is different. We got Reggie in there. We got Xbox in there. Me, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of, um, you know, an evening with Kevin Smith when he was just like getting that phone call from Prince. And he was just like, um, you know, and he's got like, Prince has got a lot of handlers. And so he's, he <laughs> wanted to get the rights to a song. So he's just like, so he calls up and says, I wanted to get the rights to this song. And, uh. Someone will get back to you in 15 minutes. Seven minutes goes by. Someone will be calling you in 13 minutes. 
Well, that's very responsive. Five minutes goes by. Someone will be getting back to you in 20 minutes. He's like, I'm, I'm ready for this call. I'm so ready. And it's like someone you know, calls again. Seven minutes later. Someone will be calling you in two minutes. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. So it sounds like one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as retailers try to adapt to changing times and modernize how their historic and ancient business does things, it will reportedly stop gutting new games in favor of having generic boxes for customers to take to the counter. However, these games will be limited to the top 200 best-selling games. Everything outside of the top 200? Well, you get stricken to the back! Are you tired of getting everything you want at your fingertips instantly? <laughs> Do you want something? Do you want to go to the store, yeah. get something, and then have to go home and type it in your computer? Or would you like to... Go to the store, buy something, bring it home, and use it. Now, everything outside of the top 200 will be carried out as normal, just having that little paper display. This means that you will need to go to the front desk and ask Whoa. for a game that they don't have out on the floor. Do I get the paper display? No. Fuck that. So, for now, it's unclear why. Do I get the generic box? Yeah, I want the yeah. generic box. No, you don't get it. Even the if there's box. nothing in it, I want the box. They have to reuse that, man. Fuck them. It's like Blockbuster, you know? You just, no, I'll take this. Here's your movie. Thank you. Bye-bye. And we see how well that worked. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like... Now, Xbox... Well, they're partnered there's with There's one store in Washington State. Oh, man. And it is a godsend. Someone's going to go out of business tomorrow. No, and no one's in, gonna. Miss it was it. in the documentary Netflix versus the world. That guy, the one left. Yeah, yeah. and it's in a place where like the like internet sucks. So Netflix doesn't have a foothold in there. The last straw. Whatever. So for now, it's unclear why we'll get it Netflix or gonna, why GameStop. We'll get you some internet quick. We'll save you. Is making. There's a better problems. way. But for Sorry. the average cus- consumer that doesn't buy anything outside of the top 200. Uh, selling games, nothing is really changing for you. And uh, it says, go to the next story. For those who are smart and want to shop smartly, well, then you just have to hop on over to 23 East State Street, <laughs> Media PA, and walk on over into the Game and DVD Exchange and talk to Mark Gervais or one of the very friendly staffers they have in there, and you'll find everything nerdy that you want from retro to new. Everything that you need is right there at the Game Ooh, and DVD Star Exchange. Fox. And uh, you may actually see us popping in there from time to time. They have a lot of goods and services, no whoring. Um, and you can contact them here on their website. And uh, we always want to just hop a little sponsor sip. I'm, I'm, I'm empty. To Mark. I got, I, got, I got a sip. <clears throat> so I always wanted, I mean, GameStop is struggling to be relevant, and the gaming DVD exchange is very much relevant, uh, relevant in this day and age. And because, relevant. And relevant, yeah. Uh, <laughs> relevant. <laughs> because they have everything that you want. If you are a retro gamer, you don't like modern games, they have you covered, boo-boo. If you, and they get new stuff in all the time. Different people trading want, in their collections. you just want to go in there and be called bro. Yeah. What's up, bro? <laughs> Go in, uh, give his chainsaw a look. Yeah. Look at his chain. Ask for his... Uh, Ask, say, 
I'd love to see your chainsaw. I'd love to see <laughs> your bloody chainsaw. And, and the best movie ever created. He'll whip it out and show you his bloody chainsaw. <laughs> this oh, is God. the best. Tell him we sent you. Yeah. You just, won't have to tell him we sent you. I tell you what, you. just say the keyword for Jangers, <laughs> and he'll know exactly who sent you. <laughs> That's exactly right. So we hop on to the next story. Mark which says, is, I do say bro. <laughs> we know. Yes, we know. We know. We love it. We know, bro. We know. We got it. Bro. <laughs> we got you, bro. <laughs> so, Cyberpunk 2077 is coming by 2077 yet again, except it's actually pushed back to December 10th. Uh, yet again, this time, uh, developer CD Projekt Red says he it's added a lot. Oh, <laughs> yes. And uh, developer CD Projekt Red says it's still working on a launch day patch for the game, which is uh, which was previously slated for November nineteenth. It attributes the delay partly to its multi-platform release, which will see the game launch across two console generations: PC and Google Stadia. Why do they need a patch when the game's not released? Why don't you just fix the fucking game? To, that's what they're doing. They're fixing it so that everybody can play it day one. And here's the thing. Don't release it on everything at once. You know, if Why do you have to do... Give me the fucking game! It should have already been out by now. What are you, Star Citizen? Give me the fucking game! <laughs> there, there, oh my god! Uh, I, no, I think they... I need me some Keanu! I think Need they, me some cyberpunk! I think they witnessed... I don't give a fuck about their goddamn apology! Don't apologize! Put out your fucking okay. game! Okay, <laughs> don't be too human. Okay. Biggest challenge... Did you hear that? Don't be too human? They're gonna be too human! The biggest challenge for us is right now is shipping the game on current gen and next gen and PC at the same time. Which requires us to prepare and test nine versions of it. Uh, Why are you going to release the next gen when you bleed? I don't care about that. That's not even out yet. Fuck you. Thank you. My thoughts exactly. 14 days. We need Fuck to them. make sure everything works well and runs version uh, and every version runs smoothly. We're aware. Chris Roberts is running the show over there. <laughs> We're aware you it know might what? seem unrealistic. It look more realistic. Let's, 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 let's. <laughs> you know what? The paint, we got to start over. <laughs> it's on okay. Explorer. It's we need a new fun. game engine. Rip it all down. <laughs> Tear the whole house down. We need a new house. Yeah, that's kind of the Chris Roberts style. But <laughs> when someone says 21 days can make the, uh, di- the difference in such a massive and complex game, they really do. Well... I swear to God, Don't, if you can, delay can, this can, again, I'm not buying it. Please. I'm I'll not. Just out of principle. I'm not buying no, it. No, I've no. done that before. I'm not doing it. Don't cry over your tech, please. <laughs> I will buy it for an $11 sale. That's where it's going to be. I Once will wait. in the bargain bin, and then I'll say, you know what? This is really a great game. I wonder why I never yeah, played it. Yeah, 10 years from now, it'll be $11. I'll be like, you know what? It was remastered? Man, this was great. This is such a great game. Leave it Why back in the day. Yeah, be a <laughs> Why didn't I play this? Let, hang on. Here. Yeah. 
Exactly. You have a nice little <laughs> written record. But that's for a future Katarina podcast. says, it's on Explorer. It's still coming. Woosa. <laughs> no! No Woosa! Actually, no, that actually does work. Um, but I gotta tell you, we have another delay in the next story. Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine are delayed as well. This one, not a big surprise. Um, Far Cry 6, the upcoming trip to the fictional nation of Yara, has been delayed. Ubisoft announced during today's Q2 earnings report that as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, it'll be moved from 2021-2022 year. Uh, Upcoming Rainbow Six spinoff Quarantine has also been uh, delayed in the same period. Far Cry 6 was originally set to come out February 18th, 2021. And now it's not in that is, is kicking ass in Boys 2 and The Mandalorian, so I can understand the delay. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they have everything done, and it's more just along the lines, same thing as, like, Cyberpunk. I think, You're I getting think he had his different glitches and stuff. Months ago. Oh, yeah. He just oh, showed yeah. up, put some dots on his face, do do done. Yeah. Here's my lines, and then they, they the real work begins. But... I think it's more along the lines of them trying, once again, trying to be perfectionists, with, which I, I jest <laughs> at my impatience, but it does show when you actually get the game in its finished entirety, when they have delayed it, to where Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red, they're trying to put out a great game. I to, loved Witcher 3. What you I say. know they are trying to do the right thing. So Same here, thing here. Here's with, the thing. Far Cry 6. I think so, they're trying to refine it. CD Projekt Red, Far Cry 6, and Rainbow Six Quarantine. Mm-hmm. You know what they're not trying to do? A new IP? Patch day one. That's what they're trying to not do. A lot of companies have put out an unfinished product. That is annoying. It is. You go to log in, annoying. you already downloaded, and now there's a fucking dirty little patch With, you have Within to get. two days of buying the game, yeah. then you, there's like this 20 gig yeah. update. Because the game was practically unplayable before they gave you that little patch. and yeah, It was no, unplayable yeah. post-tutorial. I've Nobody seen that on PC <laughs> so many times, with, especially with, you know, even games that are outside of early access. Batman Arkham was a good... Arkham Knight was a very good example of that. Yes. Because they put out the game. Oh, my. What was that? That had to be like a year until it finally launched right on mm-hmm. PC. It's 14 months. Exactly. Like, my God. I remember that being like, Still I am to this day. never going to buy that game. I played a little bit of it. It is actually a pretty good game. Um, but it's you know what, those you kids, know what, you know what those issues. issues. You know what I mean? You know who I, I played it on PlayStation because it was uh, perfect on PS4. <laughs> yeah. You know who yeah. fucked up a and patch? A year before. The, Worst was Eve Online. One time, they put a patch that deleted the System 32 file in Windows. Or one of those base files that nothing can run without. Yep, they kind of fucked everyone. Yeah. I'm glad I signed off at Eve Online when before that. <laughs> no, yeah, I was a no, subscriber for some time, and then it was yeah. just like, what, you know what, what price was? I can just what play price was Pax when you were uh, playing? Do you remember? Oh, I, it's been it's been 15, 16 years since I played Eve so really cheap um, we'll have to yeah, see if these delays are actually a, a good thing. But, I mean, delays are not always a bad thing. So that's why I say we'll have to see how time plays out with this one. But I'm just calling, I'm going to call a spade a spade. There is, is plenty of content for you yeah. to play 
out in this world. Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> First, we're <laughs> having problems. Uh-huh. Ezio Collection. If you're a Watch Dogs fan, yeah, there's there's plenty of stuff. Yeah, to play. Maybe maybe not Watch Dogs. You could recruit an old. What lady. else we got? Well, we have Oculus, which there may be another thing that you don't want to do with the Oculus. Actually, own it. Oculus owners may not want to delete their Facebook accounts, or they may lose it all. Purchases. Uh, it's part of a global conspiracy. Yes. The same thing happens. The with global Microsoft. government. You delete your Microsoft account, you won't be able to retain your purchase. Yeah. So the you Oculus... your Sony account, you won't be able to retain your purchase. Yes. Yeah, so, well, here's the thing. Oculus Quest Two. This is Oculus Quest. They're like, oh, this is a VR. This is a video game thing. They don't necessarily tie in the two. That yes, Facebook owns Oculus. So of course, to us, this is a no-brainer. Well, of course, you're going to keep your Facebook. You can deactivate That's your the Facebook and still retain your purchases. So you're fine. <laughs> so recently, uh, it came a new refreshing opportunity for wireless virtual reality experience on par with the PC VR. Oculus and Facebook soon announced that the new buyers of the Oculus products would need to register and connect their Facebook account to the device in order to use them. This information hasn't been taken entirely well by the gaming community, and it seems with good reasons, as some Oculus 2 buyers have reportedly losing access to their device entirely after their Facebook accounts were disabled. Now, even more restrictions are coming into light as they, as it's been revealed that anyone who connects to an Oculus headset to a Facebook account and later deletes the account will lose about everything on their Oculus. Oh, another reason not to buy. Yeah, and to be clear, Oculus owners who purchased their headsets prior to the Quest 2 launch don't need their Facebook accounts to start because that was before they got bought. So Starting he, he in 2023, this idea. will change, and all users of the Oculus accounts will have to be tied to their Facebooks. So here's a genius idea. If you don't want to connect it to your Facebook account, here, just have another email address with a dummy account and put all your purchases through that so you can still be off the grid. That would be disingenuous, sir. God doesn't that would allow be that. lying. We don't lie. We don't lie in this house. Unless it's for humor. Unless it's to the dog. Because honestly, he can't take it. He's, he's, he, 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 gets, he gets so upset. He does. Right, Lakey? It's sad. Yeah, I know. He looks sad right now. that face. You can't. <laughs> One thing you can do, you can't wait for the next story. That's Final Fantasy 16. Hmm. You can still play it on Steam, by the way. 16? Six. It's not even out yet! Oh, six. right, 6. six. Right. I think you would actually enjoy the story to the point where you might actually turn. I know, but now I can't play it out of spite. <laughs> After all these years, I can't. We're a very spiteful group of people. i tell you where I will play it. At the Game of DVD Exchange at 23 East State Street. <laughs> Media PA. That's there exactly you go. That's a good one. Where you're going to find me playing Final Fantasy VI, and uh, where I might actually confirm that. But that is for another podcast. Final Fantasy sixteen takes place in a world... Level 2 of Projangers. Yeah, and I believe there's pictures and stuff in this. Um, so I heard um, on previous stories with sixteen that 
16 is going to be the first one that they do away with the party system and it's a solo adventure. But mm. don't quote me on that because yeah. I heard that as a previous story. Well, what I found in this story says that it takes place in the world of uh, Vaslathea, a place filled with mountainside mother crystals that are so big that tower over the realms that worship them. Mother crystals bless those who pay homage to their ethereal, uh, to the aether, uh, the ability to control and use magics that let people live comfortable lives. Over time, great nations have formed around these crystals with long-lasting peace between them until recent events. Each nation is home to an econ, powerful creatures that summon uh, that are summoned by individuals called dominance. While some nations admire the econs, others use them for war. Three main characters were revealed for Final Fantasy 16, with the main character being Clive Rosefield. Clive is the first shield of Rosaria and the protector of his brother. He is his brother's keeper, Joshua. Seems like a pussy name. Joshua would need to be taken care of. <laughs> Did you look after Joshua? Yes, Mom! Okay, Biff. <laughs> you know... What was that George Carlin bit? Manly names. Biff, not Kyle. You know? I mean, it's Japan, so you can't really get too many American-sounding names out of them. Kat says, don't be upset. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, due to his abilities, his brother's capabilities, Clive has the ability to wield part of his power. Joshua is an Archduke of Rosaria and the dominant of the nation, with the Phoenix being uh, the nation's econ. Alongside them, Jill Warwick, uh, although Rosaria is not her first home, she resides there as part of a peace agreement between Rosaria and the fallen Northern Territories. Uh, so, pretty much, we got a lot of uh, a good content coming in here. There, there should be pictures of the characters below. No, no, nothing. Goddamn, stupid article. Um, but <clears throat> they list a whole bunch of different places. As for yeah. a Volkswagen, yeah, they're not that far yet. Yeah, they're they're. It's still very much early development, but it will launch on PC and PS5 <laughs> when it is ready. So, speaking of PlayStation. See you in five years. The next story is actually going to be launched soon. November 12th, to be exact. So, in but a few weeks, PlayStation Ooh. revealed Demon Souls Remake <clears throat> gameplay. We got a beautiful bean footage trailer for you here. Similar to the previous Demon Souls trailers, the new gameplay trailer showcases some re-envisioned locations. Boss fights and enemies that players will encounter as they journey through the world of Bolteria. The trailer shows the main <coughs> characters navigating through Stonefang tunnels and using lifts to get to new oh. locations. Eventually, that boss fight ensues. Oh Ooh. yeah, man! And if if this is what we're getting with next gen graphics, this is come on, Harry. beautiful. Come on, pussy, Harry. Was. Once again, it's Souls game. You got to parry. The people playing the game are not the best. Parry, motherfucker! No one. Said <laughs> that. 
No one said Devontae. I said Perry, motherfucker! And all of a sudden, Big Brother turned into Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> That's right. I'm tired of these demons on this goddamn plane of existence. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'm going I'm to love to hate this game very much. Yeah. And, and a boss fight ensues, and the player encounters an armored spider. He's going to be sitting here, and I'm going to be sitting there going, Fuck this game, I'm never playing it again! It Ten minutes so later, I'll be right back to it. It was so weird. I was editing Let's Play With Your Pajangers, and I heard him like yelling in my ear through the Let's Play, and then I hear him playing like an Assassin's Creed game, yelling at that. Saying the just, same exact I thing. <laughs> I have two multiple levels of anger, and they're both like <laughs> on the same frequency. <laughs> it's just two different colors, you know what I mean? It's it, it, it was just amazing, like this trailer. Amazing. Great tracing and the, and the jump in the power of the PlayStation 5 are showcased in this battle. Yeah, this fighter just fire. urinated fire. That is a medical condition. Urinating yeah. fire. I'm pretty sure. The webs are normal. They got a pill for that. <laughs> Where? To get webs? Oh, no, to cure fire. Okay. Um, but the fireballs spewing out of its bodily... Fluids are a different story. Ooh, awesome. And uh, boxing in the player in the small tunnel, like the original kill game. Kill the crystal thing. You have to kill those crystal things, because that's how you upgrade your weapons. Dumb motherfucker doesn't even know that. Look at him. He ran right by it. The armored spider seems to be uh, weak Still to no magic parry. attacks, by the way. As players progress through the area, the classic crystal lizards are to be seen. If killed, rare items can be collected from the lizards to build up your weapons and armor, like Big oh, Brother really was just saying. You really gotta kill them, guys. They're just, they're just mining. Well, they're there for you. They're mining their own business. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> that was punny. Um, from the blue point showcases the mace as a weapon with its uh, brutal attacks and unique, unique animations. After finally navigating the caverns full of bones and uh, swine, the player is face to face with a flame lurker as a classic uh, demon souls boss that is fought in a unique area. The flame lurker is both fast and agile and will likely be a challenge for a new player and seasoned players alike. Okay. I'm sold. Yeah. Take my money. Trailer, Take it. Trailer and finally uh, ends with a quick montage to where players mm. of uh, enemies uh, enemies players uh, can expect to uh, encounter in Katarina says there's a cream for that. <laughs> <laughs> with golden skeletons, a mind flare, and a glimpse of the blue dragon. I wonder if it has white eyes. Because we know the white-eyed blue dragon. Or, I'm sorry, it was the blue-eyes white dragon is the rarest card. I'm sorry, no, that's Yu-Gi-Oh. That's Yu-Gi-Oh. No, the transgender dragon is the <laughs> rarest card of them all. <laughs> that, and it kills it him with its powers of social justice. Wow, that will top it. <laughs> Pikachu is taken down by social justice. <laughs> It's called Social Justice Dragon. Pikachu fainted by Social it Justice. Prefers... <laughs> that might be a title. No, no. Pikachu fainted by guilt. <laughs> so, Demon Souls has reportedly gone gold. The 
wait won't be much longer because it launches on November 12th alongside the PlayStation 5. Catalina Pe- says, damn it, Steven. <laughs> Pikachu felt guilty and ran away. <laughs> and now Pikachu has to star in a film with Tom Cruise as Wonder Woman. And yeah! that's how we bring it full circle. That's exactly how we bring it full circle. Can I just close the laptop and walk out? <laughs> <laughs> we got one more story, and, uh, and uh, this one is a doozy. You may want to walk out with this one because a lot of fans have made the, uh, the comparison, but they took you seriously. Microsoft made an Xbox Series <laughs> X fridge, and it's giving it away. Well, I'll give them an A for effort. Good for you for trying to... As long as it still plays my games, I don't give a shit. Whatever. <laughs> Could you imagine playing Skyrim on that thing? Well, I mean, it went from no! one fridge to another. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What was that? The Samsung fridge we had last yes. week. Yeah, now we're on a different fridge. We obviously have food on the mind. I do like their big box there, which is absolutely entertaining. And they have a whole bunch of facts about the Series X, like it's in the fucking fridge or something. This fridge is a one-to-one scale replica of the Xbox Series X, measuring more than six feet tall and weighing about 400 pounds. That is a gigantic fucking... Oh my God, that's a heavy fridge. Um, But uh, it even has an Xbox logo at the top that lights up, and the Series X boot sounds fire fire up when you use the disk drive slot to open the fridge door. That's pretty fucking entertaining. The fridge glows green inside because... Why not? Microsoft values the fridge at $500, the same price as the Series X. You won't be able to purchase one. Instead, Microsoft is giving one away. Uh, The Xbox Series X fridge is in a competition with the winner being picked in November on the 4th. What competition are they doing? I don't know. I need a new website. But um, you could store your stuff in the Series X fridge if you're that big of a fan. Microsoft delivered one of these fridges to Snoop Dogg, especially last week. The rapper and movie star has been an Xbox owner for years, and he also gets annoyed with Xbox Live outages. Let's hope that the fridge keeps his munchies cool. Otherwise, he'll be threatening to leave for PlayStation again. I got myself a frigizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> Snoop, title of the podcast. <laughs> there you go. Frigizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> to give everything cool dizzle. You're welcome, America. Frigizzle. Frigizzle, my nizzle. That, Callie, get on that shirt. <laughs> right now. Frigizzle, my nizzle. Spell it very carefully. <laughs> With a little bit of drizzle. Yeah. But this brings us not only to a cool last article, but a cool end segment, which is what if? And gets what if you had to live in a video game world? Which one would you live in, kids, and why? For passport reasons. <laughs> passport reasons. You gotta say why you're going to the video game world country. So that's my idea. I mean, I know we kind of tiptoed around this idea of like what anything you would want to live in or something like that before, but this is just strictly video games. Which video game world would you say, you know what, I'm gonna hedge my bets, go in that one, live my life? 
I mean, of course, you know, like you want want to experience the like the the lore of a lot of these games, but let's just face it. If any of those games that the ones that we're going to pick, we would die instantly. <laughs> let's let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna like go, I'm not going into Legend of Zelda. I'm not I, going there. I love that game. I'm not going there. I am going to um, well, come out and say casual mode in Minecraft because then I can just relax. I I, I honestly do respect Teddy's well, answer. Some of the, the time back. you can relax <laughs> during the day. At yeah. night. You'll be eaten by zombies. And but it's casual mode. So casual mode. No, you got. You're just picking Minecraft. You can't pick the casual mode, man. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, that's the it, game. You got. That's the game. You got to build it. up a fucking no killer no, house, man. You, you have to select a mode that you're going to be in. No. This from Mister. I do everything on ultra hard. Yeah. I do, but I Mr. know. Mister. I know better. Live in a casual world, nah, motherfucker. You're asking me to live. I mode want my wiped life to out. be easy. I want my life to be easy. We don't I'll care what you want. On hard. We don't care what you want. This is a video game world. There you what go. I'll just choose. I'll choose cats. Animal Crossing. See, I you know automatically. The easy thought goes to Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. You yeah. know, I mean, you the Sims. You definitely don't want to live in Rust. No, you definitely don't want to live in like Ark. Assassin's um, Creed Odyssey, because you'll never get to the end. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to go into Origins because then you could be mauled by a hippo. Ah, well. And you don't want to do Red Dead because you know everybody dies. Wild West, yeah, no. Um, honestly, I would say Mass Effect, but, you know, Reapers, um, I know it all works yeah. out in the end, but there's a It'll chance within the third game there, can I, can I, I be, might die can in I the Invader. Can the love interest of Fenship? Mm. No. Because at least I'll survive. I got one. Mario. You got Goombas kind of go after you. You know what? It's fine. You just you jump just on their head. Jump on their head. Honestly, if you could jump like Mario, that's just like going... You're in their world, and you, so just, you have. Their I just killed physics. three Goombas right there. That's it. And I can jump the su- the 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 size of my house right here. I can jump up like that. Oh, that's if you don't have a fire leaf or a fire. Oh uh, yeah, no, the, the fire flower or the leaf that turns you into a yeah into the raccoon. Flying raccoon Tukini. for some reason. Yeah. So no, but no, they, Mario would be a good one, man. But you're consistently. You know, constrained by time because if the timer runs out, Ooh. everybody dies. You Ooh. go to the hats. You go to the Mario like Odyssey or the hat. They got that. Just like life, mm-hmm. everything is on a timer. There you go. Super Mario 3D, the one for uh, N64. You go to that one. Super yeah. Mario 64. Yeah. You go to Super Mario 64. You go to that one, and that's the, that would be a perfect one because you still got the jumping. You got a bunch of different abilities. No, right? but the chomp chomp. You also got assholes. liquid metal Mario. Where you can just t- fucking go full T-1000. Mario 1000. But, but the Chomp Chomps were assholes. Yeah, but you, you know. You fuck, just avoid them. Fuck the Chomp Chomps. The whole thing. There's areas it's like where it's just a pickle on a leash. You s- don't walk in the leash region. You're fine. Go over there where there's a bunch of flowers and Goombas. You can just jump on top of their heads and kill them forever. And then dance on their graves in front of their children. Another one? That's what you do with Mario, right? Marble Madness. Is that just me? No. Marble Madness? Okay. That'd be You're weird. a marble, and it's total madness. E.T. with Atari, because my entire life, <laughs> I only need about, that's, like... That's real. I only need about, like, eight colors and two, 
like honestly, a two plane existence is fine. <laughs> Just give me ET and let me know how to control myself so I can get out of the pit. And I think we'll be fine. I can avoid the the whole agents uh, and up on the joystick and press the button. <laughs> Wait till your head goes all the way up, and yeah. then you start levitating. You know, but I'm thinking like obviously classic Mario. You don't want to go Fallout, but wholeheartedly and honestly, finished game, Star Citizen. Yeah, that's it. I live in Star Citizen. Because with video games, it's not like the real world. You actually have a chance of succeeding. Yeah. And, like the real world, I could have so much fun just smuggling, just going out, picking up mining shit, coming on back, going to the spaceport and warring. I don't know. Who knows what I'll do in the Star Citizen galaxy? I would have gone, like I said, I would have gone Mass Effect. And like the regular galaxy, universe ending Reapers. Not a place I want to be. You could just avoid them in Star Citizen and just not go there. Pick a different galaxy. Whatever you want. You know? No Man's Sky? Same kind of thing. Kind of, you know. You know what? It wouldn't be bad. You could have a ship and. Yeah. You know? Learn like, interesting languages, meet bizarre people, and. Just spend your whole life exploring in a spaceship, man. Two foot deep existence. To where, like, alright, you know, what are you gonna do? Resident Evil? What are you, a masochist? No. I'm gonna live in Walking Dead. Tetris. Okay, I want to live in Tetris. No, you're going to live in You're a block. Do, 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 do. What is happening? I'm so me? whole and complete. And your existence is done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a short life. I fit in this puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I not have any more body or legs? I got no legs. He was an L figure, but when he came down to it, he fit in the right place and he got the job done. We will always remember him. Wait, who was he? Oh, no, we don't. But now I'm thinking I'm staying with Star Citizen. For comedic purposes, Borderlands. Um, I would you just be what? a vendor, so I would have infinite life and never get killed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I would be able to hear all the jokes. So, hi all. No, yeah, no, yeah. That would, that's right there. Y'all want to catch a ride? Like, yeah, no, I'd be the catch a ride guy. I'd be the catch a ride guy completely. Yeah, uh, Borderlands is fine. Nobody fucks with that guy. You want a car, motherfucker? Then put the gun down. Thank you. Take that one. <laughs> I just souped it up. Have a good day. Tiny Tina. That'd be nice, you know? So, Borderlands, Star Citizen, Mario. Um, I really like this end segment. And obviously we got a lot of comments on the chats this week. So, definitely keep on chatting below to let us know which ones that you find entertaining. Obviously, we come to the end of the podcast where we want to do the thank yous. We want to thank you, William Pace. We want to thank Mark Gervais, Katarina Thermoscari, Kelly Collins, Marianne McKay-Moyer, and Moisel Robinson for always liking and supporting us out there with the podcast. And uh, this has been another one for the books, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know what you, what video game world would you, loyal Walljangers, want to go and live in. And call it home as well. Gear game. All right, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) But no, Teddy Teddy Schools, um, the yellow one, he also said Playboy, the mansion for PlayStation (laughs) 2. I can't argue with him. I can't argue with him either, but I'll allow it. The game actually required some, some type of mechanics. Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, that's a little bit more. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas Hot Coffee. (laughs) 
just the mod. <laughs> Kobe! Yes, I think I just made that one. But, hot coffee aside, we come to the end of the podcast, which is, of course, a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am Matthew B. Grow the Matt Man. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man, and our ever-omnipotent present producer is Stephen B. Grow, big brother. And, of course, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you here next week. You can catch us here for Sundays for Lug Nuts and here on Thursdays for Triforce Podcast and more to be announced soon. And, as always... Game on, boys and girls. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. What kind of what kind of sandwich you want? Um, is it because they actually didn't get a schizophrenic ex-marine to play? I don't. I don't think they're that kinda, would be safe. Are you tired of getting everything you want at your fingertips instantly? Once again, your soul's game. You got to parry. The people playing the game were not the best. Or I'm sorry, it's the blue eyes white track. Is the rarest. I'm sorry. No, that's Yu-Gi-Oh. No, the transgender dragon is the rare. We're doing it live. Play on the dragon. That was a good segue. It could only mean one thing. He's so excited. Outside time. We got to end it. So that these podcasts keep getting better and better every day. Better and better every day. Even with the global, the the global conspiracies with the secret global government, secret global government with the alien big hybrids. There was an Alex Jones podcast. We've been watching Alex Jones and Joe Rogan. It's really. It's gonna be there for the election. It's gonna be great. But I talked about. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I invited? Am I allowed to be invited? Sorry, it's late. I had gas. You invited yourself. (laughs) The reverb. But am I allowed to be there? Awesome. You can always turn it down. Overmodulation. But am I allowed to be there? Alex, you invited yourself. I said it's okay for 30 so minutes. So, above my head is going to be the best, latest, and greatest of our podcast. So, what? Keep us Over here, above his head, is going to be something unique that he wants to put there. I don't know what yet, but it's going to be awesome. Lugnuts podcast. And then right there, they're going to hit that subscribe button right there. Right here. You're going to like and comment below. And, of course, share it out to your friends, because as we always share say... Share it out all that's the interwebs. Game on! One punch! One punch! <laughs> <laughs>